right, are we here? Are we live? Yeah, I think we are. Live. I'm going to start sharing. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Saniac Podcast, your favorite podcast about MTV's The Challenge, and also your favorite one stop shop for all things MTV's The Challenge, including news, blogs, and lots of fun other stuff on our website. You can go to saniacpodcast.com. The content has been popping this week mm. ladies and gents popping okay with an emphasis we have had two fantastic articles going out one which was a sort of new take on the curse of johnny bananas which was super fascinating that was great i really liked that such a good read and you know what it was very well thought out i absolutely loved it definitely something that was more like conspiracy fantasy type content obviously we didn't mean for it to be a, a serious thing i don't even believe in curses but i did think it was a fantastic and interesting deep analysis into uh the curse that everybody always talks about so check that out that's by jason and then we also have a phenomenal piece on uh, the rundown of team uk and this is by jennifer she sent me this in on a whim just as a quick blog post and it turned out to be fantastic so definitely check that out they're both at saniacpodcast.com uh and yeah and she Jennifer is actually great. She's right up everybody's street when it comes to humor. She's so funny. She, her, her writing reminded me similar. Um, it reminded me of Marie's writing when she was doing recaps. Oh, yeah, I'm bet. The way that Marie could articulate and put out her humor into her writing, that's very similar to how I feel Jennifer's writing is. So definitely check those out. And then, of course, Connor has been doing the Twitter recap. So he's going to do another one for tonight's episode. So we'll get all the final reactions from the cast, which is really great. And we also did a meme recap if you're into memes. So you can check that out also. Uh, so, yeah, so it's been great. Saniacpodcast.com. Our new merch store is actually launching soon. I know I keep saying this but it actually actually is and we will get you guys all those details when it comes out hopefully for the holiday season i mean tonight was crazy there was a lot going on in the episode a lot that we have to debrief and a lot of mistakes on productions and for sure now, before we do get into the episode, I do want to remind everybody that our sponsor is Stitcher Premium. So you can go to stitcher.com forward slash premium and use our promo code SANIAC for one month off your monthly plan. It's really great. It's awesome. And I've just been using it a lot this week. So I'm starting to really get into the vibe of Stitcher Premium. So come join me on the platform, everybody. It's really fun. Uh, oh my God. I, f first comment I see, Greg is right. Some of the exact Nichols was challenging his SANIAC namesake during tonight's episode. Oh, uh, I completely agree with that. Rosie, it was so satisfying. You guys, there was a lot of things that bothered me about tonight's episode, but and just this season overall. But the one thing we can say, justice won out. Thank God. What yeah. needed to happen, happened. I, I agree. I will say that even with all the qualms I have with the game design from tonight's episode and just the the things that I wish that production could have improved on and how to finish the season off right, I will say that at least the right people won this season. You know what I mean? Like, at least we didn't have to finish the yeah. season off seeing Ninja, Kara, and... Okay, Zach is fine. Seeing Ninja, Kara, and oh Polly win after the atrocious showing they had on part one. I mean, that would have been, I mean, that, that would have been, it would have been a disaster. And you guys, if yeah. we could all just take a moment and pay tribute to the team, there was a lot of talk about karma this season and true karma struck in this final karma won out in the end. And for that, I would like to pay tribute. Uh, thank karma. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you team UK. 
We appreciate you. You did not just. We appreciate you, Rogan, PT, Jordan, D, Tori. Props to you as well. True Brit, who saved us from one of the most miserable endings of all time that the stands never would have let us forget. I. I can't believe you just played that. Honestly, you didn't I know that, I had that in my arsenal. I had that running through my head during the episode, though. I will say that. I will say that. I, I mean, I, oh, I'm, I'm pleased that they won. I'm so proud of them. Two hundred thousand dollars, two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Definitely an increase from two hundred. That's a chunk. You know, oh that's my an, god, an extra fifty k, people. Like, who's complaining here? So, I think they were all pretty happy with the outcome there. It's sad that Tori didn't get a run the final with them, but at the end of the day, I mean, her and Jordan are kind of like one and the same. So, if you think about it, that was almost the best outcome that can happen for T. T- my the, paper they could have doubled it though. Yeah, like they could have doubled it. They could have they walked away with half a mil. For at least the whole Team UK to have their win, I feel like that was, you know, that was great. They Imagine if they had left with 400000 I mean, that is Ooh. some money. Yeah. How much did Jordan win on his win? Wasn't it close to that? It was like something ridiculous, wasn't it? On Dirty 30? Wasn't it something crazy? Yeah. Did, did we'll he split to... a million or some shit with Camilla or something insane? Uh, 400 yeah. something? It was crazy. Oh, Camilla. Yeah, the, the black the, the black eye on Dirty 30, no pun intended. Yes, Yvette. Wow, we are making a full circle with our Saniac progress this season. Yvette's comment when I was doing the solo episode, when she mentioned uh, the song uh, from the, Viet- the Vietnam era music that was happening and her theory that was going on that that meant that Team US wasn't going to win. So it turns out that Team US wasn't going to win. There so were some crazy musical cues tonight. Um, we had... No original versions of songs. We had a cover <laughs> of Barracuda by Heart. And then... I was wondering we, what that was. Yeah, that, that was Barracuda by Heart. And then we got a cover of Don't Fear the Reaper by Blue Oyster Cult. However, we didn't get the Blue Oyster Cult Don't Fear the Reaper cover that, that appeared in Scream. and Scream 1, one of my all-time favorite movies. Uh, one, that's group. that's one of your all-time favorite movies that's like yeah that's top 10 and i, I like, love movies like I, scream I'm, with the mask yes i'm not like a basic movie person i go all over the place like i can that's name as every, basic as they can come uh, that's what i'm saying but i really love that movie i can name all 91 films that have won best picture i bet you didn't know that about me I all 91 I did. films you know billy also billy billy was good with that yeah i that can name all 91 weird. films see me in it see me robert Come on, trivia elimination, best we picture, should, see me. We should have uh, elimination off, except instead of me doing best films, I'll just do countries and you do best films. And we'll see oh, if get, like the great. most percentage correct in their thing. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, that'd be fun. Honest, that'd be fun. Ideas. I can also do all the presidents, not that I really care for them. Yeah, I, I, I can too. Uh, that, that, that one I've always been pretty good with. Although I'm slightly um, rusty, I'd have to touch up. But um, anyways, you're probably wondering how me and Zach know all of this stuff. Well, you can check out the SaniacPodcast.com website and check out all of our quizzes where you can memorize a whole right. challenge trivia. Uh, talk about a plug. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. So let's go. Transition. Let's transition right into the episode. So we're going to start with uh, the beginning. They're walking to checkpoint four and this is like the continuation of last week's episode so they're walking to checkpoint four and i mean all we get to see kind of is zach being upset zach and leroy have this little camaraderie going that they're you know the only ones standing kind of and Polly is just dying. You see the life draining more. He's becoming more and more jaundice colored as 
-hmm. the hours go on in the episode and the life is just being sucked out of him. Uh, and then we get UK arriving to checkpoint four and this is a pyramid puzzle. It's, it's a flat pyramid puzzle though. So it's not 3d and they have to solve that before they can move on. I mean, this looks like a very difficult puzzle. If you guys haven't watched the episode to visualize this, it's similar to the puzzle that they had to do in the crate, the shipping crate challenge where they had to stick those pieces on the wall and have that kind of honeycomb puzzle so it's sort of similar to that except instead it's shaped like a pyramid and these little like bulbous pieces that are I don't even know what they're made out of it looks like paper mache it looks like a project I'd want to do like I want to recreate that puzzle like my little <laughs> double cross over there um so so they have to get through that Jordan says it's one of the hardest puzzles in the world obviously being dramatic CT is also having a super hard time with this puzzle so right off the bat I know that if those two guys are saying this puzzle is difficult then there's no chance in hell that D and Rogan are going to step up and solve this you know for them Throughout the whole thing, they're getting very frustrated, but Tori is there with her positive attitude, like she always is, a fantastic human being, just trudging along, but they end up timing out, and they time out before Team USA even gets there. I mean, they didn't even see Team USA, they didn't even hear Team USA, and they are out of Checkpoint 4, uh, and then the walk to Checkpoint, sorry, and then the um, the UK team the UK team times out and they're just out of there and USA starts arriving and you see Paulie putting this puzzle together even while he's dying I couldn't believe how fast he was putting this puzzle together I was so surprised and you know they had had a really hard journey before this we also get to see the, from the walk to checkpoint four for team USA they show clips of how the gurney is breaking and this is where I wanted to interject with some tea that we found online or at least maybe less so T, but more analysis from somebody else. They posted screenshots of the gurney being carried by Team USA. Zach, did you realize that in the last episode, they flipped the gurney around so that way the weights wouldn't fall out. So the bamboo sticks were on top of it, holding it in almost like a, a crate that they were carrying as opposed to it being a flat surface. I did. I want to say I noticed that like near the end of the episode, they were like, all right, fuck it. And they, they turned it over. Exactly. So. Yeah. Exactly. And then by turning it over, they ended up putting so much more strain on the gurney yeah. because it wasn't being supported by the bamboo. Like nothing was the bamboo sticks had so much strain on them. I mean, it was really chaotic. And so that was probably a bad strategy for them. And they end up breaking off a piece of the bamboo. So they have like half a gurney by the time they get to this checkpoint and they are dead. And Paula just jumps right in and he hadn't been doing jack shit all day but all of a sudden he is capable enough to figure this puzzle out and i was so impressed with his ability not only to like figure it out but just to be able to think in a moment like that the fact i that was still certain, turned on i felt a certain way about it how did so you here's my thing Dak? <laughs> that's a good sassy little head bob i see that you okay. felt a certain way didn't you so they had gone like 12 miles at that point um which encompasses what 10 hours and Polly for 10 minutes steps up and does a puzzle and then he tries to control the narrative like oh yeah I'm shutting down but I'm still gonna step up and ace this puzzle it okay, was 10 minutes okay 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 fine I hear you in the fact that it wasn't like he shouldn't hype himself up so much but that's Polly. he's been hyping himself up for since there we saw him on Big Brother like this for, this guy doesn't have an ego I mean, his ego is huge. He's always, you know, for the people that, that watch um, this show and listen to us talk, listen to our podcast or watch the lives. All 71 and, and our, of you. Yes. And uh, those who are trained to catch these things, there was a lot of what they in the biz call controlling the narrative tonight. <laughs> 
<laughs> Paulie absolutely attempted to control the narrative with his puzzle deal. And then no more egregious narrative control was uh, attempt was made than by Ninja Natalie on Twitter. It was pathetic. Okay, well, so I actually don't think Paulie really controlled the narrative that much in that scene. What I think was that Kara controlled the narrative more so because she was the one going on and being like, Polly is gonna go. Mm -hmm. I mean, he would rather die than quit. You know, like she was the one who was so much more dramatic and emphasizing what Polly was doing. I feel like he was just like, I was dying, but instead I decided to do the puzzle, you know? That was, that's a fantastic catch. You're you're absolutely right. Of course you would like that catch. Yeah, Yeah, we got got a little bit of a spin zone going. Ninja Natalie, she did it a little bit in her confessionals, like, oh, you know, I've really been struggling, but hey, I made it. I'm going to make it to this boat first. And then on Twitter, I was checking her tweets and she's like, what did she say? A lot of people said, you know, people said a lot of stuff about me this season, but there I am, you know, I just, I made it. I'm really good in individual stuff. Like, this girl has never once just come out and said, hey, guys, I kind of suck. I'm not as good as you hype me to be. I would respect that if we I... just got that from her. But she has too much pride to do it. She has too much pride to admit that she just hasn't been very good. Yeah, she has not been very good whatsoever. And I do agree with her, though, to the extent that she we've said this before. She is much better at individual sports. She can't do team shit for shit. She but here's what she doesn't so realize. Hard- and this this goes in line with the point that you just made she is a horrible teammate because what she doesn't realize is that by her finishing the puzzle first and making it on the boat she essentially just ensured that her entire team's gonna lose because there was no fucking way that that they were winning with her okay but part two sucked and we're gonna get into that because that is a whole mess oh my it's a whole can of worms Um, a whole can of worms there's one more point i want to make uh, before we get into this, and it goes in line with talking about Ninja Natalie, and it, it also goes in line with um, with Alan's article that he wrote for Medium about the 10 best challenge performances, and it goes in line with what we've been hearing all season. People on this season, particularly Kara, Polly, and their people, all pointed to the War of the Worlds 1 final. And you heard it so many times. Oh, so-and-so completed I know, the hardest, the hardest final. final. The, the hardest final ever. The so-and-so final won the history. hardest final in history. Yeah, yeah. I'm sick of it. I'm really sick of it. We can say without a doubt that War of the Worlds 1 was the longest final in challenge history. But hardest final, I don't think it was. I can, I don't think it was. I, they think were, X's, I think X's was harder. I agree. Yeah, like there, there's been finals where you don't have nearly that distance, but you have, you know, a 10, 15, 20 mile final where you've got, <gasps> up so all night what, portions you know you've what the hardest mountains and high altitudes do you want to know what the hardest challenge ever on a final was in my opinion in terms of mental strength physical strength everything that it took was when they had to recreate the tent setup was that on cutthroat what what, what was that when they had to recreate the tent oh, setup shit that fucking challenge was so hard with, I, with the logs yeah with yeah no, that was cutthroat I think. it was just crazy when they had to i, I don't was it with the log? I, I just remember vividly them having to recreate like this huge tent setup with so much detail and a compass pointed this way and a this pointed that way and a that over there. And I just couldn't believe it. I mean, that really, to me, that was like one of the hardest things I've ever seen them have to do. And and I think because it also took so much mental strength as well. And it was- Oh, ri- Rivals won, Robert's saying. I love Rivals. Ri- won. Rivals, yeah, that's a great final. That was um, a great final. 
my oh, thing about Greg says rivals too. Uh oh, we, we've got to send. Ooh, which my challenge historian will win? <laughs> my thing about War of the Worlds one is that it was a super long final and it was grueling and people, ha- you know, passed out from heat exhaustion or whatever. But it was just like a sleepwalk. At mm. some point, when you get that many miles in, you're like a zombie and you're going around the same track over and over and you're just walking through it. There wasn't really anything tough in between that. There were some stupid games like, oh, you know, roll this ball. No, no, no. I definitely liked War of the Worlds 1 final, but I I liked it after how weak the finals before it were. Yeah, but I have a problem with this separate stage, separate leg finals that they're doing because that's that's kind of my biggest issue where I don't think any of them will ever compete to the finals from back in the day where it was continuous and they were going, 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 going. I mean, until they were basically dying, you know? And they don't have that now. And with all, with these breaks, I don't know. It's just, it's just different. I, I, I do think that the final was good, especially when you're comparing it to like Final Reckoning and Vendetta. Yeah, finals that, we, that we've really I mean, dashed, Yeah, but. I mean, you know, we've, we've seen some pretty bad ones in recent history, but I, I wouldn't say, I do agree. I agree that it's not the hardest final in challenge history ever. And yeah, I, 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 I'm just, I'm not super impressed by it. Um, but with, with all that in mind, let's get to tonight's final. Uh, we've already talked about a portion of it. You know, we, we talked about Pauly um, and his puzzle heroics, supposedly, as as, as uh, some people observe. Okay, the puzzle heroics. I just think it's really, I, I just think it's so impressive because to be able to solve a puzzle when you're as dead as he is, like that's an impressive thing to do, especially one where Jordan and CT, who are two phenomenal puzzle players, couldn't do. I yeah, mean, they were still, stumped. That's true. I still they give him props stumped. for that. You know what I mean? Look, the way that tonight's final began, and I even, I messaged you before and I was like, dude, are you seeing the snake stuff? I thought that was awesome. I was like hyped for it. I wish it would have been mandatory. Unfortunately, it seems like a lot of them spent the night standing outside of the pit. I wish they all would have had to be in there that would yeah, have been it would have been, it would have been cooler if they all had beds in the pit and they all just had to sleep there like that's where they to, they couldn't go anywhere else to quote kid rock get in the pit and try to love someone in this Ooh. case the snake pit right dated reference because i don't even i can't even quote that it's it's ball with the ball it's super popular um <laughs> The the obvious now for me for someone who's as old as I am here's another dated reference obviously when you see the snakes your first as a challenge watcher the first thing that you go to is snake pit poker the classic I believe battle of the sexes two challenge uh, daily oh god remind an all timer. Greg, look, look, Greg's going to be sounding but, off in the comments. Nobody but, loves snake pit poker more than Greg. Remind, remind, just remind me this one. Okay. I, don't, I don't remember there, it so well. There's like a big sandbox. And okay. It's covered in snakes. Yeah. And then there's like medallions yeah, in who the was, sandbox. Who, who was doing it? Who was who? It, it was guys versus girls. And you, everybody, everybody had to run in there. They had to no, pick up No, but I mean like piece. which people? I'm trying, to, I'm trying to visualize it. We're talking Abe. We're talking Coral. We're talking Eric Nice. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. Let oh, I, saw, I saw your friends with Eric Nice now on Facebook. <laughs> you saw that? Yeah, I saw that because he, I, like I've said, he pops up on my mutual friends all the time. And now I saw an addition to yeah. the mutual friends, which was you. I, <laughs> I have so oh, many so challenges. Ever oh, since I friended Eric Nice, I have so <laughs> many challengers popping up and people I might know. So I friended Eric Nice and I friended Beth. I don't really want to friend anyone else though. I think I'm good. 
Yeah, I friended quite a few people as well. Dude, I see a lot of random challenges coming up. And Anthony, Anthony Sanchez, Challenge Fans moderator, he's friends with all of them. <laughs> Anthony is friends with oh, so yeah, many is. challenges. Every time, I, every time I open like a new one up, I see them pop on my screen or yep. something. I'll click on it and he's friends with them right away. It's, so it's just random as people like, Anthony is friends with Trey from <laughs> Real World St. Thomas. I don't know that for sure. He probably is though. Love you, Anthony. Oh, Much we love. love. you, uh yeah so okay snake pit poker so yeah that's a good reference right there i i i it's, it's definitely not the same kind of thing i mean they obviously have the option i don't like the challenges where they have to stand up all night on like something is just kind of annoying okay so they're on the stairs all night i feel like it's not as much fun i wish that they would incorporate i really liked i know this might sound stupid but the uh the beating challenge that they had that, that one no time. Don't don't start with on me. On invasions, I actually liked don't the beating challenge because I felt it. like it was one of those things that was really stupid, carnival game esque, and you could do it all night. So it it sort of gave them an activity to do throughout the evening, as opposed to them just being like standing on a log. Standing in a, a different a setting, I wouldn't watch. have. In a different setting, I wouldn't have hated the beating challenge as much as I did. But my issue is that the whole thing with the invasion final is they were like. This is the first three-day final in challenge history. <laughs> and then you watch it and it's like, they're beating. They're <laughs> doing a basic triangle counting math puzzle on a surfboard. I, they're I the rest grabbing of, onto a post and getting The rest of the final water. was so stupid for 100%. The rest of the final was so stupid. But I wish they would incorporate like the beating type thing for the overnight aspects of some of these other challenges i agree with andrea the the all-night distraction from rivals three that daily is one of the oh, coolest that challenge. was it's, so cool it's one of the coolest dailies in recent memory and also one of the most grueling because i'm pretty sure everybody's back had to be fucking destroyed by that because i believe i don't think they were allowed to like squat down or anything they like weren't that. They, they had to stand up all night they and weren't. i wouldn't have i wouldn't have been able to do it like, I, don't I, think, that, I don't think I would either. I That's absolutely hard. would. No, I would not be able to do that. Like my lower back gets sore, dude. I would have needed to. But like, I'm thinking like if I'm at like a concert and stuff, I'm standing up for the entire. Actually, no, that's not true. I sit down a lot. No, no. Yeah, I, I stand up for concerts, but that's we're talking two to three hours. They I were, find a they speaker were for, and I pop yeah. myself up. No, I, I, I hear you. That that element, that daily challenge was very intense. And that's something that I'm talking about where you have to use your mind throughout the whole night. You have to do something throughout the whole night where it's not just, I'm standing up here on a log or I'm standing up here on stairs. So, you know, I, I wish that they all had to sleep in the bed in the snakes. Also, I mean, it's snakes. I, I personally am not that scared of snakes. Would I be scared of snakes if I was sleeping with them? Maybe slightly more so. But of all of the animals they could put to frighten me snakes would be the last on my list is, is this your subtle reference to christmas it sounds like you're quoting like, home alone right now snakes <laughs> snakes i don't know no snakes no i don't watch christmas movies like other people do but um that's hilarious i uh, no i really just i'm not that i think spiders would if there was like a pit of spiders i'm out mm. i'm out like i'm out mm. purge me early i'm out of the pit of spiders there's just no chance rats would also be disturbing um but i could i could deal with rats like snakes are not snakes are not that bad i always think like if i'm on survivor i could definitely like if somebody caught a rat and killed it and cooked it for me Shut i would up. eat it yeah i would eat it i wouldn't do the killing though i think i've already decided if i was on survivor i'm starving like that's it i'm just gonna starve oh i'm eating. i i don't know how i would be able to take down seafood and not puke i haven't i don't eat that stuff like i would that's be so true. you my You're stomach would not be able to adjust. It would yeah, just be big time, big time disadvantage. It would be done. 
Um, all right. So then we move on to the episode. Uh, we go through to the UK. They're basically going to uh, their team boat at this point. This is where they take them to a point out in the water. And TJ tells them, you know, he comes up on this jet ski and he's like, um, you know, if you guys want to figure out where you're sleeping, you better head there. And then it cuts back to USA again. They're still film- finishing the puzzle. And this is when they start to uh, have to carry the gurney once they're done. And Cam, this is where she gets pretty aggressive as well. I loved her during these moments. She was calling Ninja out. I mean, mm. flat out, she was just like, Ninja, can you carry? Yes or no? And Ninja was like, I mean, I, I can try. And Cam's like, it's a yes or no question. It's yes or no. And Cam, uh, yeah. I mean, you just get glimpses of what the CEO of Cam Collection must look like on a day-to-day basis, dealing with suppliers, dealing with merchandise, figuring things <laughs> out, coordinating sales. I mean, Cam is a boss bitch. I don't know if you guys ever watch her YouTube channel, but shout out to that channel and also Angela Babbage's channel. I mean, they they do work. Like, you could see Cam shining through in this moment where she really was just wanting to take charge. But I wonder why. I wonder why Cam and Leroy weren't able to foresee some of these kind of problems happening in this final. I, I just don't understand why the blind everybody they were so comfortable with the thought of all them getting to the end. And for some reason, and I, I chalk it up to inexperience because the only experienced people that they had on their team in the final were Leroy, Zach and Cara. Leroy is a career follower. So it was up to Zach and Cara to point out, like, guys, our team's actually going to be trash in the final, which Zach tried to do. Cara's not going to because she's the one running the Ponzi scheme. Well, so really, that, that's what happened. Like, that, that's, that's what you saw. Like, Cara and Polly legit ran a fucking Ponzi scheme this season. And then it, it was like, like the their bottom, very own MLM. <laughs> yeah, and then the fucking bottom fell out in the final. All of a sudden, they're all trying to walk, and you realize, like, Oh my God, none of these returns make sense. I've got Car and Ninja. They told me how strong they are all season and they're actually weak as fuck. <laughs> that's great. That's such a good analysis of that right there. That's perfect. That's that's that's, pr- that's what happened. And then you I got mean, Polly. Really yeah. Polly's really like is. Polly's like, guys, I'm I'm Landon and Alton combined. I'm just gonna carry it. If you invest in me, we're gonna we're gonna beat them by seven hours in the final. I would <laughs> I would love to watch. A rope climbing contest of Alton versus Ninja. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh. just for the sheer enjoyment. I would yeah, just be great. love to watch professional that. American Ninja Warrior Natalie Duran loses oh my God. to 41 year old Alton <laughs> in peak shape. He would, would kill her. Oh my yeah. God, he would kill her in a heartbeat. Man, yeah. So watching Cam call out Ninja was great. And then Ashley starts sniping at Polly and Cara a little bit. Ashley's yeah, we like, get uh, drama. you two, you two aren't good. It, it was nice to see Cam and Ashley have like a mind of their own at well, some we, point. You know, season. we get drama. I feel like they, they're starting to see what's going on. And and also, you know, when you have Zach, who's complaining about the team the whole time, it's hard for that not to get into your head where you're like, yeah, fuck, Zach's right. You know, like, look at this shit. This is ridiculous. So, you know, that's a big factor. Somebody did point out uh, there was a few photos posted. I don't know if it was on Twitter or Reddit where you see Ninja's height difference between the rest of the cast. And I mean, first just first height discussion of the night for sure. But this time we're gonna be talking about how short someone is. Ninja is tiny. Mm. Did you realize she was that small? She's I didn't realize short, she was yeah, that she's small. Yeah, she's shorter than Kara. She's. I tiny. mean, she is very, very short. So for her to even have a chance to carry the gurney, she had to be like lifting her hands up straight over her head for it to even matter. You know, so she was really useless for this kind of a challenge. Yeah, when I see 
ninja and now we see like the finished product of who ninja is on this show um i gotta like i have to eat some crow because i was one of the people when they first announced her um that she was going to be on the show for war of the worlds one i was like this is just unfair you're bringing in an american ninja warrior that's not fair it it, it throws off the, the competition level of the show and that's on me bad analysis zach because this chick's awful she's tiny she's mm. a non-factor in everything except one thing except climbing and she couldn't even beat the you know she couldn't even beat yeah, the elite cl- competitor in climbing that, and so. like running you know she's yeah. decent at that that's basically what she's got going for her but i mean yeah I, I i agree i think we both have to eat crow a bit on this Although, yeah I, th- I thought it was going to be unfair to have ninja on the show but really it's it, really it's unfair to whoever's going to whoever's going against her because she's terrible do people use eat crow like do can, does anybody use eat crow in the con i haven't heard that in a long time hey, i i eat some cr- people like to say that i you know that i never want to say that i'm wrong but i eat crow a lot <laughs> Zach and dead sayings like two peas in a pod guys <laughs> okay so <laughs> so um okay so then oh, hold on. Up- no fabby fabby is What'd spot fucking on kayla and mikey both said ninja sucked and everyone everyone went at them so hard very true they were oh like oh mikey's just God. mikey's just jealousy kicking on the show why are you going at ninja she's great yo they were spot on. People went, I mean, people went hard at them for that. So clearly they knew what was going on. And also, you know what? They are, Mikey's in the ninja world. So he obviously gets to see them yeah. from a different perspective. Apparently haters, supposed mm. haters are capable of honest assessments, which is what people always leave hey, out of this. Uh, when they want to say that you're biased and you're a hater, that doesn't mean that you can't assess a situation honestly, because did I not speak facts about the season? Did you not speak facts about the season? I feel like I spoke some real facts about this season. Who, we spoke whole facts and who the fuck proved us wrong facts who the fuck proved us wrong that's what i want to know uh using the facts emoji like the facsimile emoji in order to say facts is one of the greatest uses of emojis out there right now just fyi (laughs) yeah i i I gotta agree with you that is a that's a hot new trend to keep an eye out for It's, it's like a beautiful use of the emoji okay so uh so usa whatever they pick up their shit and then they get their 10 minute penalty at this point and then we cut back to team uk on the boat tori's freaking out about bananas which was just hilarious i absolutely love them uh, they're just so funny in this moment, like all super rejoiceful. And it brought me back to something that I saw earlier in this week on social media, which makes sense as to why they were so happy to see food, because apparently they made them sleep outside the night before they started the final in tents or whatever. And then they also didn't feed them the morning up. So they were starving at that point. They had worked out the whole day. They had done whatever 16 miles that it was. I mean, it was like an intense day for them. So you know, for them to get there and to get the food, that was pretty exciting. And it must they, have been just terrible television that, that they cut that whole portion out. It had to just well, be I don't, horrible. I don't know that they, I apparently they do a lot of that shit with the finals is that they try to uh, put them into more extreme circumstances. So that way they're yeah. a little more stressed and dramatic during the actual finals. So I'm not sure if they were intentionally cutting that out, if they were ever going to put it in. I don't know. Uh, then they then they swim to their snake pit sleeping den whatever it was and i was wondering if anybody in the audience right now knows what location they are shooting this final in because of this maya bay it looks so similar to these islands in the south of thailand i mean there's obviously so many and they all look very similar but i just i feel like i know where they are 
but I'd love to know. I wish that they were saying their location more and they never do that anymore. It's so annoying. That used to be such a big appeal for me when TJ would be like, welcome to Thailand, you know? We get <laughs> yeah. none of that. We yeah, none of I like that. that. Uh, I mean, it's better for you because you're the world travel member of this team. So you're like, well, I oh know yeah. yeah, I've been to six different locations where challenge finals were. Yeah, I've been um, to so many locations where yeah. the challenges are. I've been up and down the East Coast, guys. I even made it out to the Midwest a little bit. I've been to you Canada. You made it out to the Midwest? Yeah, That's I've been so as far out as Chicago. One day um, you're coming to Cali. Yeah, I'll be out there sometime. I've also been to St. Lucia. I went there. That's my only time in international waters. St. Lucia is pretty. Well, and Canada because I swam there. So, yeah, I've been in international Wait, wait, wait. You swam to Canada? No, I swam at Canada. I had oh. a, a house on the house on the lake. We've discussed we've discussed my my Canadian. Uh, yeah, no, I knew that. I just didn't know that you yeah. swam to Canada. Yeah, I swam like, to it. That's crazy. Wow, you really I are know. a good swimmer. Okay, so so Bet, better than most of the people on this show. <laughs> we cut to the USA boat. Uh, this is where they get the finally team USA gets to their boat and first thing that we see is just Polly cramping and seizing his muscles are going crazy cars trying to give him potassium which is great if you have like charlie horses and stuff you should always eat a banana everybody that's the way that it uh, solves itself but i mean nothing was helping the guy looked like he was a dead fish he actually looked like a fish that they plucked from the water and put onto the boat and he was just seizing for air and i mean i don't know how he managed to pull it together for the rest of the final but pretty insane I, yeah i can't believe they didn't remove him and then tj I'm, had to throw in the line like i got my eye on you i'm annoyed that they didn't remove him i think yeah. it, it yeah it's just a frustrating frustrating situation there anyways they all get to the snakes first team uk gets to the snakes we get rogan dropping one of the funniest lines of the confessionals this episode where he's like i'm an emotional mess and he's seeing the snakes and uh and then ct sort of like hops onto the bed right away and we get the rules that they can only sleep one person at a time on the bed on each team and the rest have to be on the cement stairs like just the stupidest twist and yeah. I, the snakes were crawling all over the bed. Sure, you know they were everywhere, but they're not going to put them in a thing of ven venomous snakes. Like, listen, there aren't snakes that are going to kill them. I was really hyped up for this, and as usually happens on this show, when something I get hyped up for, it, it kind of falls short of expectations. Great idea, though. Great idea having the snakes. The a couple more tweaks, and it could have been made for some real drama. Yeah, you know what they should have done with the snakes was made made it like a shorter challenge where in X's when they had to is this X's one or X's two? I can't remember when they had to jump into the ice water. Uh, X's one. Yeah. So that was like a 10 minute challenge that was really intense and really hard. What they should have done is done something similar, but with the snakes and made it like a giant room of snakes in the outdoors with like walls Ooh, and stuff. Yeah. So it was even more scary. Now we're they talking. Had to walk through it and get something and do something, maybe solve a little something on the side, whatever it was, figure out the numbers for a padlock outside, whatever case it may be. They should have done something along those lines and made it a, a more intense but shorter challenge like the they should have the made snakes. it like in um in peewee's big adventure at the end when the pet store is burning and he hates snakes and he has to run back because he's saving all the animals and he has to run back in there and he grabs fistfuls of snakes and he runs out screaming i don't I remember any of the peewee hermans if you guys haven't seen peewee's big adventure i mean we just gotta i mean just i gotta cut this. i've seen it it's just been a while i don't remember it's an all time like it's an all-time classic. Yeah. Actually, the, the one thing they were missing since the music's been on point this season, during the Snakes portion, they should have played my, my favorite No Doubt song, Snakes, off the, uh, the Beacon Street collection. 
Well, another, yeah. This uh, another also, great pop somebody culture. Somebody needs to make everyone. a someone needs to make a meme about snakes on a plane, but with this shit. Like this. Oh uh, yeah, that, that's probably more relevant. We need a uh, crossover of that. Jennifer is dropping a comment right now that some of the snakes had their mouth shuts. If anybody else caught that, and I did, ooh. which, like, to me, I think that's animal cruelty. I could not yeah, believe that they would they, have that on TV. Yeah. I, I mean, it's just ridiculous to me. I, I, they didn't even put a disclaimer. No snakes were harmed in the making of this. We have no idea if they were, if they weren't. Um, I was not, yeah, I don't I'm, I'm sure the uh, animal cruelty laws are a little more lax in Thailand, if I had to guess. They are, which is what makes it so much more concerning because in Thailand, they drug giant animals so people can go take fucking photographs with them. I mean, it's disgusting. <laughs> Greg, that's great. Man, I didn't realize I was setting you up for that one, Greg. That's classic. Oh, that's hilarious. Okay, for audio people, Greg goes, not the last time Pee-wee was seen with a snake in his hand. Google that oh. one, guys and gals, if, if, if you're not aware. Okay, so then we move on. Team USA comes to the snakes. They start reacting. Uh, you know, and and Kara obviously is not afraid of the snakes, which was funny because she was so afraid of the needles. So it's just like a hilarious juxtaposition to see of like what we're scared of and what we're not scared of as humans. Because, I mean, I might not be scared of snakes, but I am deathly afraid of spiders. I hate spiders. Like, I hate spiders. I mm. wish them all to just go. I don't wish them to die. I just wish them to go away. I wish to never see them. Uh, then we have Polly puking and he's puking for a good while. It looks like he's vomiting up all the water. He can't take it down. That's pretty common when you're going through dehydration, heat exhaustion, etc. Um, and it gets intense. Car starts making excuses for him. This is where I said that she was trying to control the narrative, in my opinion, because she was like, you know, you'll get through it, whatever. And he, she also says to Zach, what did she say to Zach? I, he's making himself throw up to try and cover up for Polly. That was a funny line. And then that Zach's like, no, line. he's not. Get medical over here. <laughs> that was just, I know, that was, Zach is not taking any shit. He really is taking after yeah, you. He's just, oh, he's episode. over it. He's done with this crap. Well, what I like is that the way that Zach presents himself in his confessional is the way that he's presenting himself in the moment to the people. Exactly. That's what I appreciate. Other people aren't doing that. Cara and Polly don't do that. They try and like create their storyline after the fact to make themselves look better, but they're actually making themselves look worse. Yeah, Zach is as funny in his confessionals as he is in the regular day-to-day footage of the challenge house you know zach is like in his confessional he goes mm. ninja sucks and then during the final he goes ninja you suck <laughs> yeah that's what we need really it's that's so what he, we need because he's straight up and nobody can call him fake the guy is beyond not fake i think he's so real and authentic in there and i, I love that i love watching that because then we get to see someone's actual humor coming through a lot of these people are so scared to make aggressive jokes or give other people shit in the house because everyone's so sensitive so it's just I don't know. I love him. And his one-liners are one-liners when he's talking to the cast as well. It's not just one-liners and confessionals. Like, he yeah. can nail those lines wherever he is. So then we also get the final line of this sort of segment right here with the snakes and the sleeping. And this is where Jordan says, the fact that he's about to go out physically talking about Polly after he came at us like he is the Burger King kind of feels good. I love that expression. I'm about to use that everywhere I go. I'm like, you think you're the Burger King. <laughs> that was really good. I, I, I got a kick out of that. Yeah. Yeah. The Burger King is just fantastic. Everyone needs to start doing that. I'm going to be the Burger Queen. 
have you seen Jordan's new haircut? The, ve- the veggie bread. Yeah, we have to talk about it then. The, yeah, the everybody's problem. talking. Everybody's talking about Jordan's haircut. It's a it's a problem, you it's guys. Bad. It's, it's a really problem. Bad. It's really bad. I love Jordan. I love his weird hobo chic style. It's very Los Angeles. Okay, I've grown up with people wearing ripped clothes. We created the game homeless or hipster. Most of our homeless <laughs> are even hipsters here. So you know we we understand that genre and his vibe. But what the fuck? I mean, this is, this is bad. I, I know only of a few of my other friends who would wear something like that unironically, and they all live in London. The, the Brits will try really weird-looking things like that and think they look super cool. And you know, to their credit, they actually pull off a lot of this shit, but Jordan is not pulling off this hair. No. Uh, no, it was no. a it was a modified bowl cut. There's like a bowl cut in there, but then there's other grown out portions, and it's wacky. it's a it's a doily cut. You know doilies that you put. Under- <laughs> <laughs> you know those things. It's like it would fit perfectly around, almost like a keepa cut, which is a yamaka. If you guys don't know, he like put a yamaka over his head and he just cut right here. <laughs> yeah, we need that to go away soon, Jordan. Yeah, are you? Yeah. Gonna- Greg, okay. he does kind of look like Gary. You're right. You should replicate his hair. I mean, no. replicating the facial hair. No. Nope. Replicate the regular hair. Listen, people, I draw the line. I'm happy that I replicated his facial hair because he won this season and he was a hero to me during this season because he defeated evil. But I will not, not, not do that fucking hair. I can't do it. You think no if we way. posted that you would do that and we were like, if you guys get this to 2,000 likes, we will have wow his hair like jordan do you think we'd get do you think we'd get that i feel like we would get I it i think we might i think we would. We, would we would have to up the stakes it would be like people um we'll, love to, people love to see people make mistakes people love to see people make mistakes oh trust me we're living in 2019 shiny people love to see people make mistakes more so, people love to see people make mistakes 10 years ago and then just bring it right back that's what that's what we love now that is very true uh Oh, Irving is asking, wasn't it on purpose because he wanted to look like a Spartan? I'm seeing some of that. I'm seeing some people saying that. Did Spartans look like that? Some people are like, hey, that's how they looked in 300. I don't don't recall them looking exactly like that in 300. I recall them looking really hot in 300. I mean, it was like a bunch of hot men in 300. There was none of that. Michael, I've had a Caesar at certain points in my life, and uh, it it, it was definitely worse than a Caesar. I agree. It was like a grown-out weirdo Caesar. Thanks, Christian. (laughs) Thanks, Christian. I also think we could get 2,000 likes in a few minutes for this one purpose. (laughs) Honestly, it's hilarious. It really was just... um, uh, uh atrocity to hair and to just to hairdos in general i think I, he you know if he if he gelled it up like this he might look better it's okay jordan's jordan's rich so i think he's doing okay i mean yeah. when you when you win two massive seasons like this even after taxes i mean he's gotta be killing it right now i mean yeah well the thing is you you get so much capital where you can start your own stuff you know you yeah. can you can do so much more with your money you can invest it properly and, and I, i'm not i'm not stupid like when, when you see people on the show saying that they want to do all these unrealistic things with the money they would win like you just have to laugh but if you look at jordan's dirty 30 check and you look at this check 
Mm. Um, I think he's doing okay. And maybe he even still has some of that X's two check in the bank. You know, maybe he invested that a little bit. I mean, these are great checks for big lump sums, but at the end of the day, none of these guys are broken. If they are, they're just so stupid because they all have leverage over an audience. And in today's day and age, that's all you need. We're already making money off of our website. We don't even have a big yeah. audience. You know what I mean? Do, do you like the rumors that CT's broke? Ever, uh, there, there's all those rumors CT's broke and that's why he keeps doing the show. I don't think CT's broke. I just think C- this is how CT makes most of his money is mm. going all- is getting the appearance fees and also just winning. I mean, this is the, you know, it's it's so nice to be able to just go home now and not have to work. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's a pleasure. Dude is losing at least 60% of it to taxes. Mm. Oh, California taxes. You guys got strict taxes on the West Coast. Yeah, let me tell you, California taxes are no joke. I'm not even in a high tax bracket, and I hate the taxes here. If if Jordan was smart, he would have moved to Texas before he won all these challenges. There's no state income tax there. I know. What the fuck is that? I wanted to move there for a while now so I could set everything up there and then just come live he, here. Like <laughs> he, he would have. <laughs> that would be the ultimate challenge scheme. It's like, all right, I'm going to move to Texas, and then I'm going to go on this next season and uh, win a milli shit, and bank even do that more before i move before i go on to big brother yeah I yeah i gotta do it before survivor i actually that's actually a good idea guys guys that's, that's the plan idea. right there that's how this you is, do it it's the only reason why people move to texas yeah and appearance fees too the, the appearance fees these days are are just like yeah, the appearance fees, but you got because you want to know why we actually have to talk about this because people have been giving Kayla shit saying that she's like homeless. That's why she's going on OnlyFans and blah blah oh, blah. Oh man, yep. I mean it's the stupidest shit. For every hundred k followers someone has on Instagram, they can charge a thousand, couple thousand for a fucking sponsored post for for more types of content, for stories, for swipe ups, for whatever. I mean it's added fees. It's crazy. They could make tons of money just on one product sponsorship and then on top of that they can monetize in so many different ways so it's it's insane to think that any of them are broke and and truly if they are broke it's it's their fault like it's their fault it's not just circumstance you know what i mean this is not i I don't have any problem with kayla doing OnlyFans or anything like that i'm certainly not going to shame her on it like she's just it's just her hustle it's what she's trying to do everybody has a body yeah everybody Type into Google naked human. I will show you so many naked humans <laughs> on there. They're I will say uh, at this point, Kayla, she might as well just go into porn. I mean, she, I'm sure she has offers on the table. That, that, that's probably not that far away. I mean, everything that the girls are doing nowadays is soft porn anyways. Look at Instagram. It's all like, you know, thongs yeah. used to be so inappropriate and now that's the norm on Instagram. Yeah, so it's <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Everybody acts like boobs are such a big deal, but at one point in time, way back in the day, and not even that long ago, actually, ankles were taboo. Ankles and knees and elbows and collarbones and like all of this shit was taboo. Even showing your fucking hair was taboo in some places. So, you know, people act like it's such a big deal, but it's really not. No, it's not. It's not, and it's everybody's own choice. And Kayla is such a gorgeous girl, and she's done this before. She was a suicide girl for a long time, which is not as bad as it sounds, guys. It's actually a different definition. It's where uh, they're just more exposed in photographs and things. She's done a lot yeah. of that kind of photography. Very, like, artsy stuff. Way We're still there. very weird as a society with things that we feel the need to censor. It's just, it's strange, you know? The, the Things move at different paces, and we're just still not there yet. I don't know. I know. Don't worry. One day, soon. Things are moving quickly. Yeah. Okay, so I back hope. to the challenge. 
we get the morning after. This is where TJ comes in and um, and he announces that they're playing a game within a game. And so this is brutal. All of a sudden, you know, they think that they're about to start stage one, to stage two together, but they're not. And he drops the bomb. There are 12 puzzles, one for each of them. And they have to race down to solve the puzzle and then swim to their team boat as fast as they can. And only four people from each team will make it. The rest are purged. I mean, just a brutal realization, especially because it's only one person on Team UK that's being purged so harsh. It, they had to obviously make it that way. So that way the purge mattered for both teams. You know, they couldn't just do, we're, we're only purging two people from Team USA kind of a thing. But it was pretty sad that that's how it all came to an end. And again, we're seeing the challenge do this thing where in a final, they negate the hour, hours of performances that somebody has had, reset the clock and give everybody a fair chance from the same starting line. It's so annoying. Yeah. The stage one, if there is a stage one, should matter. Stage two should matter. Stage three should matter. They should all matter. It should not just be a restart every time they do these things. I hate this type of format. It gives way for the sprinters instead of the marathoners. And I strongly believe that a final should really be more about endurance and showing your endurance as opposed to showing your ability to do short bursts of activity, which is essentially what a daily is, you know? We did not like this. We were exchanging messages during this portion. We're we did not, not like this at all. We have talked about purges before. I hate them. I hate purges. The only time a purge was ever kind of cool was on dirty 30 because it caught you off guard. It was the first episode of the season. It's like, Oh shit, people are going to get purged. And then they tried to replicate that and replicate it and replicate it. And it has sucked ever since purges are not cool. I know. Purges, they do nothing for me. I hated this. I hated it. And I agree with everybody else. And I agree with you, the checkpoints in the final over it. We don't it's need so them. annoying. A final start to finish. That's yes. that's what we need. That's what we want to see. Um, it it doesn't exactly like it doesn't make sense for for all of this to happen and the people who inarguably performed the worst throughout the final, Polly, Kara, Ninja, all three of them benefited from the checkpoints from the purge mm. it was really disappointing uh, this person in the comment section i i believe i'm pronouncing it correctly blaze is making a great point which is the fact that times from the first part didn't even come into play not one single bit the entire team uk's effort from part one was was uh, irrelevant i mean it was completely irrelevant it was null and void at that point because it wasn't even a factor they didn't even get a single leg up or a single advantage for having done that for having gotten to the snakes first what did it matter to get to the snakes first what was the advantage getting to the snake first there was nothing there was yeah. nothing and then the next day it was just crazy it's just actually crazy to me that it wasn't uh i mean it, it that wasn't even factored in and the fact that they stopped it this way this is why Kara won vendettas yeah people, this is i mean yeah. this, this is why all people of this like shit this. always happens and really in the end it doesn't benefit well it benefits the challengers because they still win but it doesn't benefit them long term because people poke holes in all this stuff that mm. that's that's what we're seeing people a lot of people are unsatisfied with the way the car won vendettas and it masked a lot of 
It masked a lot of the flaws in her game, which you saw on display in this final. And yet we almost had another vendetta situation. Like Cara could have been, they, she could have benefited from this again, getting blown out. She and then won. getting almost an equal start time and then, you know, getting to a puzzle and almost winning it. Like the shit almost happened again. I, I would have been disgusted. Could you imagine the funeral we would be having tonight if that was what happened? I mean, could you imagine the funeral? It would have been a 10 minute episode. We would have been I, on for 10 she, minutes and out. I would have had nothing to say. I, I just wouldn't have wanted to talk about it. I would have been like, this is over. Sorry, guys. The season is done because they apparently yeah. finished it for us. Because MTV hates us would be the only only conclusion I can draw. Okay, Christian is saying that they got a five minute head start on day two with the chains, but like just whatever. And Robert's saying that Robert's saying that Jordan Jordan said UK beat him by two hours on day one. And they get a five minute head start. Two hours? Two hours to five minutes. I mean, this is just ridiculous. This is Johnny and Tyler versus uh, what's yeah, his face? Kenny what's and his face? Exactly. Yep. I mean, this is crazy. It's insane that they continue to do this. And it's so annoying because for them, for production, it's much easier to edit this kind of a challenge, so much easier to put together this kind of a content when they have the options of eliminating entire checkpoints, of working through, you know, whatever was good and bad. But when it's continuous, we can trust the winners. We know that it was a full effort from start to finish. It makes such a difference. And this kind of shit is bullshit. And, you know, part one of the final was pretty good. I liked part it was. one. I, I thought it, it was. Too. I thought the rhythm was great of it. I love the way that it was loops around this thing. They could have just made it something along those lines where it was. I like liked part one. I liked part one because it showed you what every person had in the tank. Yeah. Who was valuable and who wasn't valuable. It showed yeah. you who could work together and who couldn't. It showed you who could hang and who couldn't hang. And then we get to part two and the people that couldn't hang are the people that benefit. But at the same time, as I tweeted out, as soon as you see who's swimming onto the boat for us, you're like, you're kind of laughing. You're like, Oh, this is over. It's I Ninja, mean- Natalie and Cara. It's over. They lost. But it was just so, like, to me, I actually, I I teared up, you guys, because I was so sad watching Leroy, Cam, and Ashley, the three people who I actually thought deserved to be on the boat, who pulled their weight in the first fucking part of the final. all get left behind. I mean, it's ridiculous. And, you know, they are so much more exhausted because of how much more they had to carry the gurney, how much more they had to pick up in terms of slack for the team on part one. And now they have to compete against these people who have been conserving energy, not doing jack shit, and do a puzzle and then do a run run and a swim against them. I just, I didn't think it was very fair. I mean, (laughs) you knew Leroy was done. You see a you see a puzzle and then a swim. It's like, all right, you have to finish the puzzle, then you run and you swim. It's like, okay, well, Leroy's not making it. He's out. That yeah. that didn't work so well for Lee. I thought that was um, bullshit on production's part. It it wasn't good because yeah, it re- once again, and this is a problem we've had with recent seasons, <clears throat> final reckoning. Um, it rewarded the players that played the worst. The, I didn't see- like that. It rewarded the people that didn't perform. Okay, this is, yes, exactly. And this is a good comment from, I'm always going to pronounce this wrong. I feel so bad, but is it, is it Shiorama? Is that what No, it's, it's Jomara. 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 Okay, there we go. 
Wow, I cannot believe I'm having Zach Calhoun help me pronounce things. But Shomara is commenting. She goes, bring back a TJ on the top of a mountain with a big check at the end and one consecutive race, period. And that is exactly what the fans are looking for. I mean, that sums it up so perfectly. And what we're trying to say is that we want to see that victorious moment at the end. We want to see them climbing to the win, reaching for the win. Like you're running to the flag. You're running to TJ. You're running to the bell. You're running to the buzzer. Like you are trying to get there for that win. And it's an epic visual and it's a moment of extreme personal, you know, overcoming of obstacles and just all of this shit. And it's so glorious. And instead, like we get all these, they're just mundane wins. It's like, okay, we're going to pause everything. And then we're going to do a quick 20 minute race and whoever Mm -hmm. wins this is going to win. All right, guys. So everything Um, you guys just did before doesn't even matter. Also, so they they say it's like five or six miles. They said it was like six miles and they showed it to us in the span of five minutes. We got 16 miles and it took a full episode and a half. And then we got a six mile thing that took five minutes. It just didn't make sense. I I agree with Robert. Give us just a one day final. Start them at 5 a.m. And then they finish the shit at like midnight. That would be great. That would be great TV. Great comment, Robert. I completely agree. Two day finals are stupid. I mean, you could you could you could even start at like four a.m. or three a.m. and have them do some of the weird overnight shit. Make it like a fucking twenty four hour final kind of a thing. Just the, continuous. Yes, and what happens is gimmicks in on this show and on reality shows in general they work for a period of time, but then they get stale, and you don't want to see them anymore. The up all night thing it worked for a while. Yeah. Some finals where it was really good. And then you get tired of it. Same shit happens on Survivor. Exile Island was a good thing for a couple seasons. Yeah, and it gets a bit boring. old. You got over Exile Island. Uh, these things happen. Ghost you Island is cool. Yeah, Go- Ghost Island's a cool twist. You need to try and come up with new stuff and mm. you need to keep evolving. Just like they did with the purge, it worked a little bit, but get the fuck rid of it because we don't want it anymore. I don't want a purge. Like if you're going to have a purge, yes, have a purge at the beginning of the season. I don't want these stupid twists to reward players that aren't deserving and screw over players that are deserving. I don't want Final Reckoning where there's only one team in the final that never got eliminated in the whole season and they don't win. Yeah, I don't want that shit. I don't want that either. Stupid. I don't want that. The people I, that played the game the best deserve to be there and to be competing. One purge twist I would love for them to do is, uh, was it actually, you might've been the one who suggested this. Was this last week? Oh, I don't oh know. I'm, I'm listening. Was it the vote? It was the vote. Did we talk about that on the podcast or not? Where I we were remember. like, what if it's going to be a vote where oh, yeah. it's going to make yes. the vote right then and there? Yeah, we're, we're, we're I, yeah. A I purge, been, a purge okay that's a vote is kind of cool. And that would be something that's new take on the purge that they haven't done before. And it would, instead of being all physically based, be politically based. Now, I would not have wanted that to happen in this season where it was a primarily political game. But in a season where it's a very physical game, I would have loved to have seen that. War of the Worlds 1 needed a voting purge. That would have been amazing. I would have wanted it to happen this season because the... Ponzi scheme, as we labeled it, of the Polycara Alliance in the final would have completely maybe. melted because they would have they, like they would have screwed someone over that they claimed they were fighting. Wait, for, if and they did it in this epic. final, I guarantee yeah, it, it you, it would have been epic. Zach, Leroy, Cam, and Ashley are sticking together. Oh, 
after, oh my God, after you work better. after you work that hard together, all four of them were working hard. All four of them were picking up slack. All four of them were like, the fuck up. And Dude, imagine this. They wouldn't have wanted to do with the rest of them. They wouldn't imagine have wanted to do with Kara Ninja. They say, US, this is the purge. You have to vote out two players. So then everyone... They talk, they're like, okay, Ninja, you're obviously out of here. Yeah, but bye. then everyone bands together and they're like, listen, Kara and Polly, we're voting one of you out. So you guys have to decide. You decide who it's going to be. <laughs> that would have been great TV, you guys. What do you that would have ha- been great. What, who, what, what would have what happened? Who would have gone home? People might say like, well, Kara would have bowed out because she's won and she wants Polly to win. But we've know. established that Kara is selfish and entitled and a complete phony and a very poor sport. And she probably would have been like, well, no, I, I need to win my third but, but challenge, you, but so how you're could out. She, how could she justify pulling out and leaving Polly there when Polly was the one who was dying at that point? So hey, he didn't it, have his- It would have made great back. TV, that's all I'm saying. Guys, if there was a purge and Cara and Polly had to decide which one of them goes, who would go? That would have been fantastic. Yeah, everybody answer that. That's a good question right there. Okay, so then back into uh, back into the episode. So they're finishing this purge puzzle. I'll go through the rundown of who finished in what order. So first up was Ninja. She finishes this puzzle right away. And my God, is she so annoying during this moment. I bad. felt for Zach so bad, bad when he was saying how annoying she was. It's like when someone's beating you all season and then you can just hear them taunting you, especially when they suck so much. Ooh, that's hard. Here's the thing about Ninja. That's hard. She didn't, just based on my observation of her as a person, uh, I think she lacked self-awareness in these situations. I don't think, she didn't do that as like a taunt. She didn't do that as like, oh, you know, there's to my haters. She did it because she's she's just really not self-aware and really fucking annoying. And that's the way that she is about stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah, okay. So then, so then D goes, D goes D goes second uh for or no sorry CT goes first for UK then D goes second for UK super impressed with D's ability to solve this puzzle right away Rogan ends up getting the puzzle before Jordan which was crazy and he ends mm-hmm. up going third for U- UK and then Kara gets second for US Polly gets third for US so oh. already it's just like Ninja, Kara, Polly, and then there How many people groaned at that point? Just I mean, ugh. there's only one spot left, and mm. and all the remaining ones are the ones who deserved it. So that was just brutal. Zach gets fourth for the US, and I mean, my heart was hurting for Leroy and Cam and Ashley at this point. And then you have Jordan finishing fourth, and you just see it was so it was so hard to watch like it was just so hard to watch jordan calling back being like come on Mm -hmm. baby come on baby like just wanting to give tori a chance i mean that was just so brutal it was really heart heart heart-wrenching and i know that jordan probably knows that tori could have also helped team uk win so for them at that point if it's the last two like i think he was hoping that she was going to come out and they could maybe beat somebody else in the swim kind of a thing but you know it didn't didn't happen for them and it was pretty heartbreaking and then you get ashley who comes in fifth and she still kind of has a shot tj didn't blow the whistle yet because not everybody was at the boat uh, and she starts swimming in the water but she doesn't make it and then we see tj blowing the horn because about halfway through ashley's swim or a bit bit less uh all of them have made it to the boat and there was no point of the rest of the puzzle players to be able to continue or to to even try at that point so tori leroy cam ashley they get purged and we see them all on the beach and this is where they give their sort of exit interviews 
Tori has such a good attitude and she does drop a great line, which is like, you know, me and Jordan are engaged now. So which is mine, <laughs> which is great. So, you Here's know, I, what if scenario, my what if scenario about this purge was let's say Jordan finishes a little bit earlier, a little bit sooner, you know, let's say CT finishes first and then Jordan finishes. What if Jordan would have held up, waited to see how Tori was going to finish. And let's say D finishes ahead of Tori and Jordan in an attempt to make sure Tori gets ahead, just straight up blocks D. What if he like, just, you know, just holds on to D and, d- and doesn't let her move anywhere. Well, why wouldn't he just go and help Tori finish the puzzle is my question. I don't know if they would have let him do that. Do they, would they not have let him do that? They, they probably, they, if I had to guess, they'd probably be like, you, you can't help anyone else with their puzzle. But I feel like this would have been a way around the, around the rules. Like if Jordan's just waiting there on the path and he sees D and he just runs up to D, he's like, you're, you're not going anywhere. You're not going anywhere. Well, People or he could have, furious. he also could have been in the water yep. with her. Just like, like holding her, holding her back right in, in front because he yep. could, he could probably swim her. He could swim circles around you. So literally swimming yeah. a straight line in front of D and making her have to go like a completely different direction. He, 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 he could have yeah. just, he could have just wrapped her up in the water and just sat there treading water with her. Yeah. Well, I'm trying, pe- think, no, I'm, trying think, furious, course, I'm trying to think. No, I'm trying to think of things that he could have done that wouldn't be physical. Because I feel like if he was in the water, let's say D is swimming straight, he cuts her off course and makes her swim like so far yeah. out, giving Tori tons of time. Tori's able to catch up, go to the boat, and then Jordan just turns around, and then it's a race between Jordan and D. Obviously, Jordan is going to be winning that swimming race. I mean, that would have been crazy, but I think Jordan has a bit more class than that. I think he has a bit more class than that. If well, I had to guess, I don't think Tori would have been happy with Jordan doing that. And therefore I don't think Jordan would have done that. A lot, lot of money on the line there. That, that was, that was double what Woody would have won otherwise if Tori would have gotten on that boat. It is a good chunk of change, but it's not like they're broke again. Like Tori makes money. Tori makes good money. Okay. So Dude, what? Are you kidding me? She, first of all, she is constantly sponsored. She has her own little sweetheart thing going on where they sell a bunch of products. Um, and she has a huge, very loyal following. That's super enticing to advertisers. She's Look, I, I've her I've story, a, her story the other day had three sponsors. I've been a Tory hater in the past. Hey, I really enjoyed call, her. scam I, likely. Oh, snap. I, I really enjoyed Tory this season. Um, but Listen, she's had some misses in the past, all right? Tori's music isn't doing anything for me. Her rap career didn't do anything for me. Her uh, cabaret deal that she was doing in, in New York. Tori's music misses. is fine. Let's see what yeah. her... Cons- I, Tori's music is fine. And on top of that, I'm pretty sure that they monetize on that, which is great. So, you know, they're still making money there. Uh, Angela Babbage is making bank everybody on YouTube. She's got close to 100,000 uh, subscribers on YouTube. And her channel is actually... She is so much better on YouTube than she is on the show. But these people have so many avenues to make money. It's actually a lot easier to monetize online than people realize. And so, you know, for someone like Tori, it wouldn't be so hard. She's very, very appealing to a lot of brands. That's so, someone who actually has a loyal fan base. I'll take your word for it, but I'm still not completely convinced. No, um, Tori is not on OnlyFans, Gravis, but oh, <laughs> so, so we've got our teams of four each on the boat. And at this point, I hope that everybody out there realized like, all right, there's literally no chance the U.S. is going to win with these four people up against the other four people. Also, 
Um, well, I didn't think that because I wasn't sure what the format of this last stage was going to be in terms of like how hard the puzzle was going to be, how hard the run was going to be and, and all of those factors that were coming in. So it could have been one of those stupid ass flukes. Like this could have been Vendetta's car could have yeah, taken this. Yeah. I, I hear you. You were waiting for something wonky to happen. I really was. I, I was worried because I actually knew who was going to win. I found out a couple weeks ago and I was, I was not going to lie, worried the spoilers were wrong. I was like, no, oh, no, this can't be happening. Like when they were almost getting the puzzle, I almost lost it. It was closer uh, than I would have liked it to be. That's yeah, for sure. Too close for comfort. <laughs> I don't know what okay. just happened. So, I don't know so, what just happened. That was a rift. Didn't you like it? It was great. <laughs> Thanks. Okay, so so chain game. So talk to me about this chain shit that was going down because this was uh, kind of a cool challenge. Again, sort of misplaced in being the next day. I didn't really like. I it. said we got five minutes of it, if that. Um, yeah, I think we got like a, like a minute. I think we literally got a minute. And. It's unfortunate because when you see people running a final chained together, we are immediately the first thing longtime challenge watchers think is Gauntlet 3. I know. And Big when Easy. you think of Gauntlet 3, you think of Big Easy. And now in the age that we're living in, when you think of Big Easy, you're thinking of Little Easy, a.k.a. Polly. Polly. I mean, the references were all there. <laughs> Everything was there. Little easy. I'm actually dead. That's such somebody, a good nickname. I, I can't take full credit for that. So somebody who, did that. Who created? Who did that? I, like who did that? That's so some, funny. Somebody meme that. Somebody. It, it was big easy with him laying on the ground, and then little easy with Polly laying on the ground. That is honestly fucking so fucking funny. Yeah, there was a, a great meme. Spot the difference. You guys can see these memes, by the way, at TaniacPodcast.com. I did a whole meme recap there. That art. It, it was fantastic. The meme, and we're gonna do another. If you guys. <laughs> guys want to be featured we're going to do another meme recap for this week so absolutely make sure you're on it if you guys have fantastic memes usually i would link uh directly to the tweets and things but for some reason the embeds weren't working so if you wanted your username and things like that tagged for credit all of that you can send in your memes directly to me at saniacpodcast at gmail.com or on our facebook page or you can um just comment if you know fucking way earring says paulie and big easy share a birthday Shut up. Get the fuck Shut out up. of here. They do not share. Okay. <laughs> That's impossible. That I'm, is too I'm funny. about to cry. That I know I said I don't cry, but I'm about oh to cry. Oh my god. I actually can't. There's no way that's true. That's so perfect. Wow, the easies. Oh my god, the easy family. Oh my god. We should, we need to make a meme, the easy family. That's so, the spot the difference, spot the difference meme was so fucking funny. It was fucking incredible. Oh my I'll God. kill you easy. I'll kill you if you don't finish this. TJ apparently shares a birthday with Tyree, which is not as great, but still pretty great. Oh my God. That's so fucking funny. Thank you for that, Irving. Little Thank easy you. and big easy. Little oh. easy. Yeah, I, I do want to give proper cred to whoever did it. I don't remember. I don't remember who tweeted that though. It was not me. I wish it was. It, there was also another really funny meme that had Polly lying down, and it was, "I'm not a layup. I'm a lie down." <laughs> that was correct. 
so fucking good oh my god these were just uh, you guys are hilarious people on twitter were funny they had some good yeah sometimes there. twitter is the bane of my existence but man you guys really stepped it up with this really they did it. you guys stepped it up with memes for sure okay so chained ankles it was uh, uh yeah i do wish we saw more of it it was a cool twist to the running i kind of wish again that this was more in sync with part one so it was a continuation of that and then it was like an added thing that they had to do like if at the end of stage two they had to instantly go into a run where team uk was an all time are you still laughing about (laughs) (laughs) oh my god zach's gonna be processing this for ages i wonder if big easy and Polly are the same height I knew that would get you. Wait, Zach, you <laughs> forgot this. Okay, somebody posted some, you know, you know that kid Dave Ullman who posts all the photos with all the cast? Yep. Okay, so he commented on one of the pictures of Polly saying that he must be at least as tall as him and he's six foot. And he's six foot. Oh, it was so good. I think Irving sent it to you. Irving sent it to me. I was crazy. Yeah, yeah, Dave, I think you're lying about your height, buddy. Dave, you might want to you might want to go get a physical. No, okay? he looks tall. Whenever I see him in the pictures, he looks pretty tall. But Paulie, I can't I can't imagine that. Maybe Paulie was standing on a step. Paulie you know, was probably wearing those old Prince lifts, platforms. The lifts, yeah. the lifts. Yeah. Prince Prince used to wear like like five to six inch lifts. Oh, I saw Prince so- in concert. You know that was a cool show. You saw Prince in concert. Yeah, you saw Staples- my old. My all-time hero, who I never got to see live, and I begged my mom to take me to see live at the Wells Fargo Center in 2004, the last time he came to Philadelphia, and I never got to see him live, and he's my hero. He was great. He was great. So I saw Prince in concert, and I also saw Eagles in concert. They were like within, they were in the span of a few, like however long it was. What the hell? How did you, I didn't get to see Prince in concert. That's upsetting. I saw a lot of people in concert when I was younger. My dad was, because my dad loves music. He loves I have a really great Prince playlist on Spotify. If anybody ever wants to check it out, it's like deep cut, like fire Prince tracks. If you guys ever want an education, if you guys ever want an education, on these things I there's got some it. really good prince psytrance remixes that i will not recommend to anyone <laughs> that's as far as that goes <laughs> so <laughs> oh michael's seen prince multiple times the good michael out of here what wow yeah baby i'll never forget his outfits i'll never forget those he's a man yeah love you, love you pants, always thinking baby. about you Okay, so then we go into the puzzle. It's the tanagrams. This is where CT makes a really funny comment. I don't know if anyone caught the tone at which he said this in his confessional. He's like, it's a nine piece. I don't think I've ever done a nine piece before. Just... Well, we know we know he's done a nine piece nuggets, but uh, <laughs> so a, a couple hundred of those, but a nine oh, piece tanagram. Oh, that was brutal. Yeah. Wow, harsh. You know, how come CT is idolized for his dad bod, but the mom bod is not somehow right? idolized as well? What's up with that? Yeah, bullshit. Uh, if Anissa went on the show and Anissa's been on the show and she's been roughly like similar size, I would say in comparison, although CT's probably bigger now than what she is compared to girls. People people, people give Anissa shit all the time because yes, she's a do. little bit tubs, but she's not even when you compare her to CT and how big People she is. go at me like when I make fun of CT, people are like, listen, everyone says it's not cool to body shame girls, but it's not cool to body shame guys either. Listen, I have, I, what could I do? CT was legitimately like, unbelievable like fitness model in shape and he's gotten in worse shape every season and everybody's like oh he's getting in better shape but he's not ct was so 
hot. Yeah, he, he was like, um, was he was unbelievable. Like, whoa, hot. Like, holy shit. CT was one of my first crushes ever. I'll never forget watching him when I was growing up. And it was that scene where uh, DM pulls off her hair. Everybody's all excited. Yeah. He is just like, oh, with this body. It was crazy. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. There, there's a scene, I forget what season, where CT's on, he's on like a, like a chaise lounge. And he's just kicking back like this. He's got no shirt on. Did you call and it a chaise lounge? He was on what? He reclining. He was on some kind of outdoor seating lounge. device. But now I need to know what it's okay. Anyways, outdoor seating device. Okay. Okay. Lounge. And he's kicking back like this. He's got like a, a European bathing suit on and no shirt. And he just he looks like a god. And now he looks like this. Yeah. What am I supposed to say, guys? Come on. I'm Ew. human. I have to make a comment about it. He's not taking care of himself. Abe was pretty hot too. Abe's Abe's a little out of shape now, but he he still kind of wow. has it. Yeah, but wow. Abe back in the day, yeah, threesome Abe, threesome Abe with Veronica and threesome Rachel. Threesome Abe was so yeah. hot. Yeah. Oh my god, that was ridiculous. What a time period. And his face was so good looking. <laughs> when Frank ripped CT's shirt, yeah, wow. Elite. Oh, Greg says Anissa's in shape now. Okay, I'm excited then. I hope so. She's going to be on season 35. Yeah, that's good to know. Okay, so the Tanagrams, uh, the Team UK can't figure it out whatsoever. It seems like nobody can do puzzles today, and they end up timing out. And this was great since they had the lead on Team US, so they were able to time out and get to their kayaks before. And uh, once they finish the puzzle, they have to go and make their way to these kayaks or canoes, whatever... Kayaks. devices was that a kayak though it looked like yeah. a really it looked big it was a kayak. big kayak it big looked kayak. puffy it looked like a it looked like an overweight kayak that's what it looked like so once they got to their overweight kayaks they had to make their way to the giant yacht which signified that they won and you know team uk they make it smooth sailing all the way from there right to the finish line and then tj announces they win UCCT getting onto the boat. He's the last one there and he's like, show me the motherfucking money. And it was just great. Uh, shout super out to happy. Rogan. Rogan was the last guy to get it. He was the last one to get in his kayak. You could see him kicking D's kayak to give her a kickstart. Mm. And then, and Rogan was the last one to get in his kayak and ride. And he was the first one to finish. He actually, oh. sm he smoked this portion. Wow. See, yeah, I didn't even realize that. I mean, arm Rogan, strength is definitely a specialty. He must, like, he must have yeah. some kind of kayaking skill because it, it is it is a very specific skill to be able to, you know, to accurately and efficiently paddle like that. Um, so he, I would bet that he does it. I would bet he does a lot of rowing, a lot of kayaking. I actually, I, I'm not bad. I haven't in a long time, but I'm a fairly decent kayaker. I could see it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a good steerer. Like if I was ever on uh survivor and there was a boat challenge i'd be the one in the back because oh, i would yeah, not you'd be anchoring that shit i would not leave my fate into somebody else's hands to be able to steer this boat they're gonna spin us in circles nobody know how to how to use the paddle properly as a rudder well, like no one gets that so shawnee you know how that goes because if you it guys hurts. lose the mission then they're gonna be like well you know shawnee was back there trying to steer us and we lost i mean she's got to take some of the burden on that yeah yeah maybe i'll rethink that then maybe i'll rethink that yeah, then. Yeah, your ass gets voted out you want to be in the middle of that boat i mean I mean, listen survivor is so far out of my purview i'd have to first get over spiders before i could even accomplish that every <laughs> they do close-ups of tarantulas every five seconds every time they go oh, to tribal close-up of tarantula why what's Brittany, going on britney's saying that it was ct who who, who gave d the kickstart oh. i'm upset with myself rogan wow. still did all right 
Rogan still did good. Sorry, Even, guys. Zach yeah. has really old eyes. It's hard for him to see things clearly. You guys, I don't age. wear glasses or contacts. I, I still, I, I still uh, <gasps> maintain my 2020. I wear glasses. I do not maintain a 2020 at all. I can't I've never see anything. Worn glasses, and I've never had braces. The no braces, no glasses club, right? Wow. Here. And I've worn glasses since I was a kid, and I had braces for like six years. Yeah, there you go. I broke off a bracket every single month. I would Ugh. always go and get this sandwich and it would just fall right off. Okay, so... So anyways, the UK won. <laughs> UK won and we get Team USA coming to the boat and we got to give props to Polly. I mean, he was such a good sport in this moment. You see him giving hugs to everybody and you even see like the authenticity of the hugs that he's giving to these people. That was a genuine congratulations from Polly to them and Jordan is hugging him back. It was a great moment to watch because right next to that, you see Kara crying in the corner, super upset. I mean, it was crazy to see the celebration right next to her. I, it's just, you know, classic Kara shit. Yeah. I'd love to have seen how that would have gone down with someone like Cam or someone like Ashley. I think it would have had a different uh, reaction just, from that. She just doesn't understand competition. She, she really doesn't. She she thinks about it from a very solo point of view. She doesn't understand the nature of teams of people going up against each other, going to war with high stakes on the line, and then like having to having to respect your opponents at the mm -hmm. end of the day. She she doesn't understand that, and Paulie does. Yeah, you you want to know what it is? It's 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 being able to separate the fact that it's game and real life. And when you are so deeply ingrained, I mean, she is deep into the challenge. You know what I mean? This is her, this is her whole life. Her reality yep. is this show. And so for her, it's personal when she loses. It's personal when she's sent in. It's personal when someone goes against her. And that's something that I think is only toxic for a person when you go on these things. You know, I, I don't know what it's like. I don't have the experience, obviously. I don't know if I would be able to separate game from personal easily, but I would like to hope that I would be able to because that's something that when you watch it from the outside and you look in, you see these people who take it so personally. It's a bad look. It doesn't it doesn't feel right. And it makes the game less fun too, because what you want to see is super aggressive playing, but know that nobody's going to be like deeply depressed because of what happened. I find, I feel that way about survivor when people leave and they're always just like, good luck guys. You have no idea how much fun it's been playing with you guys kick their mm -hmm. ass right after they just got voted out. And then they walk out, you know, that's a good exit. Those are exits to be proud of. You know, when Kara was on the side of the boat crying, I can only hope that in that moment of self-reflection, that she was honest with herself. And I hope that she sat there and she cried and she thought, you know, yes, I ran this game politically this season and I brought a lot of really inferior competitors along with me. And I hope that she could recognize the weaknesses in herself and realize that in order for her to win, she needed to surround herself with people like Jordan, people like <laughs> Zach, people like Leroy, Johnny, Wes, do you know what you sound like right now? Do you know what you sound like right now? You know on the radio when it's like one of those love shows and they're trying to give like words of encouragement to someone oh, yeah. and they're like, and if Ashley's listening to this right now, yeah. I just want her to be able to look at herself introspectively and be able to find that strength and to be able to grow from these experiences. Like that's just exactly this what is my This like. is my soothing voice. Cara, that's what I hope. I hope you sit here and you realize, man, there were, there were so many better people on this team that I could have brought to the end 
and had a chance to win. And Michael, you're right. She's not that self-aware. She's actually the least <laughs> self-aware person in challenge history. Yeah, Ninja is, is, Ninja is more self-aware than she is. Beth is more self-aware than Kara. I think um, Beth is fairly self-aware. I just think she yeah. knows she was crazy. <laughs> um, uh, and then we, we also yeah. we also end this off with the For the Queen, which was great. They're raising the flag. They're popping champagne, which was really fun. It looks like so, you know, it looks exciting. It looked like a good celebration. looked like a good time. And for Team UK to win, I mean, that's fantastic. And you know what? Rogan gets to finish this season off with a phenomenal stat that he can have in his back pocket, which I think is better than any of the stats that Pauly has listed out this season, which is that he was the first ever Brit to go home and the first ever Brit to win money. And I love that stat. I thought that, and we had some questions about Rogan throughout the season. It seemed like he was coasting and it seemed like he wasn't really doing anything that impressive. I thought he really killed this final. Yeah. He was great. Absolutely. He had no moment, no moments of weakness aside from his math snafu. Um, And, but in terms of all of the, the, the physical, uh exertion on his body he was up to the task he was running with ct and Mm. jordan and they were like listen man you're with us you're running the whole time and he stepped the fuck up that was impressive i mean i don't know that i ever doubted his final abilities i do i do wish he had seen an elimination just so i could have seen his performances on a one-on-one physical type uh, competition but I, I don't know that I ever really thought he would be bad at a final I just wanted him to prove himself throughout the season more well he strikes me as a guy who it was definitely in his best interest not to see an elimination because yeah. I think looking at him he's he's kind of a Johnny type where Johnny always brings it in the final it's mm. the elimination where he struggles and I think Rogan has that same way like Rogan could have he could have lost a lot of these eliminations this year and him doing what he could to make it to the final, knowing his strengths, that he'd be able to get through that final and he'd be able to deliver, he knew that, like, he needed a win this season to get the ultimate trump card and to say, hey, I went out first. You're right. I did gas out on vendettas. But now that I'm a fucking challenge, now I'm a challenge champion. No, and I, that really, I see that. I see that. I will ne- no, if anybody even bothers bringing up vendettas at this point, it's a losing battle. This dude won. And he took care of business. And and here's the other thing. He was honest he did, about it too. Yeah, and he was. And he he played like the way that Rogan played this season. It was really funny at times, but it also it was it was like his signature. Like you can point to oh, a Rogan style game. The way that he talked to D, the way he was like, well, you know, some people have been talking. Like he was honest to a point, but also trying to like just he did very specific things where it was he, funny. He yeah, had a he, funny political game. He was the personality behind Jogan, and he also was the only person playing that game with uh, extreme self-awareness in his confessionals. He never went into his confessionals and uh, he never went into confessionals and, and lied about what he was trying to do. He was playing a scared game. He was honest about it from the start, and he continued being honest about it. And I love that. He was always able to own up to his shit. And to me, that's such a factor when someone plays a game like this, because if they just play a game like him, then it's, you know, it's what everybody else has been doing and isn't talking about it. And it's so, ugh, you just you feel bad about them. But when he plays a game with intention, you feel as if they actually did all of that on purpose and they worked for it. Yvette with a great point. Paulie and Cara were talking about playing the perfect game, but Rogan played the perfect game. 
He played better. He played better than they did. Absolutely. I agree with that. He hid himself in their alliance. And he, because of the, the nature with which the U.S. team eliminated better players in order not to in order not to trim their fat mm. rogan just and ct if i had to guess because ct was mentoring rogan he probably said to him the one thing that i know ct knew all along he was like listen if we make it to the end we're we're going to be looking good because it's yeah. going to be an alliance of people that we can beat and rogan saw that he knew he was in a, a, a good spot he he had to have known that, that joss would willingly take the hit before he did because Joss wanted Rogan to succeed. And because he Joss played, is more he, of a target. He played the perfect game. Rogan and CT, and as and we bashed CT a lot. I really, as a viewer, I know I really, we were we were not happy with him this whole season. As but. a viewer, I really hated the game that CT played. But in the end, when you have the entire picture, those are the two that played the best political game this season. Better than Paulie and Cara. If Paulie and Cara absolutely if Paulie and Cara didn't leave themselves with such poor allies to run a final with then i would say they, they played a better political game than they did than they ended up doing i think d played a decent political game however it was not clean and that's the difference yep. whereas rogan and ct had very few hiccups throughout the entire season they yeah. kept things clean and you know what they did what they had to do to get to the final and when you look at this season in hindsight a lot of the things that we didn't like about ct and rogan throughout the season almost wash away because of how successful they were at the end. The fact that they were able to pull this off and do everything they were talking about. And as much as we hated what Team USA was doing in terms of the moves they were making to worsen their team, Rogan and CT really capitalized on that, like you were saying, and, and they were able to use that to their advantage so this alliance you know that was guarding them whatever i mean it worked out for them they they had the better end of that deal in uh in terms of of players and the performances that they were able to perform on either end having said that they also got a bit of luck and kaylee got purged um it yes if they would have ended up in the final with kaylee we, we might not be saying this because they would have had the same predicament that the U.S. had because she would have been terrible. I mean, I she would have been. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Awful. She would have been useless to them. Um, I don't also, think Kaylee would be that bad at this type of a final. At this type of a final, I don't see her being a horrible anchor for them. I don't know what she's capable of, but I don't see any way that she would have done you know, even better than Kara and Ninja, which isn't saying much. No, I think she would have been done better than Ninja. I'm sorry, but Ninja was horrible. Yeah, she was really no, bad. No, Ninja um, was horrible. And also, I, I I, would say my third favorite, uh, the third best political game of the season behind CT and Rogan is Zach. I just, we both love the way yeah, that Zach played. Absolutely. He played completely straight up. He stated all his intentions. He clearly, didn't go in, did he? But he never, He not only did he not go in, but he was never even in danger of going. Yeah, so, nobody even looked at him. Yeah, despite letting everyone know where he was playing and how he was playing against them, they, they never even thought about putting Zach in. That is major, major political skill. That is a huge one. Guys, I want to open the floor to all the viewers right now because we are wrapping up this episode. And since the season is coming to a close, if you guys have any questions for us in the whole season, you want our thoughts on anything that went down, please drop that here right now. If we don't get to it tonight, we will be back here next week to recap the reunion. Is the reunion two parts? Do we know? Probably. 
probably yeah. can somebody confirm if it's two parts or not if it is we'll be back here for two of them we might do a, a big recap for both we'll see how that works out we'll let you guys know later on the week but uh, i do want to wrap up this podcast and i want to just talk about our thoughts on the whole season and how it unraveled because i will say that while i do think the cast was so full of potential i wish that you know what if anything all of the problems all the qualms i had with this season really do come down to production and to game design errors and that to me is something that could be fixed so easily and i hope i know season 35 is not looking so good from the spoilers that we've seen but i hope that production at some point learns their mistakes and fixes this stuff and brings in somebody who can design a better game from start to finish with what makes more sense that's gonna uh put checks and balances on the political and on the physical and on the mental so it's not just one aspect of the game that's taking force the entire season i like to see a multifaceted gameplay from each one of the cast members and i hope that we get a format that will enable that and that will show us that and you know i mean we'll, we'll see we'll see if that if that comes in our future i'm I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. I'm always hopeful. I don't, I don't care. I'll watch any reality TV. It's just mindless, numbingless entertainment. So it is what it is. But I just do hope that the game design improves. If they could poach someone from CBS now that they merged, we have a lot of potential there. Yes. Um, I would say that for the future of the show, simple is, is better. We've got this grand scale. We've got this grand production budget. But Honestly, like if I were in charge, I would say, hey, here's our budget. We should use a bulk of this budget on casting mm. so that we can get the cast that people want. We can pay the people. Okay, but this season's cast was great. It was okay. It, I, it, thought, it, I thought it, it was, was great. It was solid. But, but when you look at what this show could be capable of, you could have the veterans everybody wants to see. You could have the survivor players everybody wants to see, the big brother players. Are, you could have all of them. You really could on a smaller scale challenge where you're not running multi-day finals, where you don't need to drop you know, a, yeah. a million dollars on a, a modified flight simulator set. Um, if you watch some of the old... Like, People, people who come into this show, they really, the older seasons are maligned by a lot of fans now. You know, there, there's been this long running, uh, it, you know, only individual and pair seasons are, are really like impressive. The other wins aren't as impressive. And, and I, I disagree. Uh, I think team challenges are great. Um, it depends on which one. Some of them have exactly. better formats. Yeah. It depends yeah. on which ones. And Robert, Robert, is right ahead of me. He's talking about Inferno One. I just want to tell everyone, like off-season homework. If you've never watched Inferno <laughs> One, season homework, guys. Yeah, it's it's on YouTube. Go watch it. Inferno One is so good. The cast is so good. The theme is so good. And when mm. you watch the eliminations, the eliminations are so conducive to the. Is Inferno. that milk and cookies? Is that milk and cookies? Milk and cookies. It's my one of my favorite eliminations ever. Trishel versus Holly Shand in the hot pepper eating elimination. Yeah, they're just dying was this it's also the one with the great. itching powder was itching yes. powder yeah itching powder in the sweatsuit it's great like it's, who the fuck thinks of itching powder itching it's powder just, it's a great watch and honestly oh the, final, the final the final the final on inferno one i've been saying it's better than a lot of the finals they've been running recently it's shorter but it's also tough they have to eat 
every person on their team has to, they get to a station where they have to eat 10 taquitos each. And we're talking like fat, ice cold taquitos. Do you know how brutal that is? Yeah, I wouldn't be able to eat one. I don't even eat meat. It's I don't know how so, I would ever do these. I don't know how I would ever great. do these. There's also another portion of that final where they literally have to find like, a, they have to find a, a needle in a haystack. It's a key in a haystack. And the whole thing just moves. It's a half hour episode. It's great. Watch that season. It's fantastic. Yeah, I and love the drama. That. The drama is just top notch. It that's we need more. But but you, but, but is, those formats made it so that way the teams wanted to have strong teams at the end, and so it made it so that way gameplay and political play came into into exactly. effect. The As format to, is airtight. The format yeah. is airtight, and. Oh, lifesavers, really yep. eliminations against each other. All of those things are such great additions to a team game. We needed that kind of shit. Could you imagine an Inferno with the cast that we had this season? I love the cast this season. I'm sorry, but I think the no, cast- No, no, no. It was a great cast. It was a great- I, Honestly, I'm more so disappointed than season 35 because season 35 had the potential to be a great cast. And from what we're seeing, it's it, it just looks underwhelming to me. I no. see people all the time on Twitter and on Facebook and they post these great- fantasy cast ideas and they come up with eskimo formats. eskimo yeah. sibling cast. so good oh. they come up with formats and most importantly they and th if you're coming up with a fantasy cast and you want it to get traction my one suggestion is always like make it realistic make the cast make it and people send it within to, reason guys if you have fantasy cast you want to send it over to us we will publish that shit because yeah, that is so yeah. interesting we love to see that stuff and honestly i mean the eskimo siblings was such a good cast if you guys didn't see this this was an eskimo sibling is somebody who you've shared a hookup with so for example like one of my girlfriends and i maybe we hooked up with a guy or she hooked up with a guy and then i hooked up with him two years later that's my eskimo sister now right and it was so well done Such because they had they had all girl pairings and they had all guy pairings which is a classic format on the show that really you can't go wrong with but yeah. then the cool thing is within that you know they had like they would have all guy pairings all girl pairings but you would also have like gay pairings you would have marlon and frank because they hooked up with the same people and then you had that on on the marlon female and side Hank hook up with I mean, but yeah, 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 yeah. They both hooked up with um, so cool. with with Derek from, oh. from, Can from Cancun, and, nice. and it just like it gives you those wrinkles that you look for in a good cast, like the same way that Rachel and Anissa were on X's together. But at the same time, they were on X's and they were kind of over. Yeah, but they because exactly they were because the it only was same sex pairing, the only one, which really made it. An but this is like a game. better. Yeah, this is a better way to use that. Yeah. The, Eskim the Eskimo. I mean, they would have to come up with with a snappier name for it, but the theme was airtight and the cast was great. I came up with a fantasy cast like a couple months back for, for an allies season that I think would be awesome. Allies would be allies. Such a That's yeah. a good theme as well. There's, there's so many themes out there that production needs to look at. Stop trying to make up shit. That's not good. Like just stop. Yeah. It's not and good. I mean, you've got old school, new school, just sitting there. You, you've know. got so many ways to use. I know old when school you, new school has been sitting there forever when you really look at the crop of of veteran of people you could qualify as veterans that could realistically come back to the show it's crazy there's so many there's, there's so, so many. many there's so many there's old road school rulers there's real worlders they would come back also OGs vets versus rookies like as a cutthroat type format would yeah. be fantastic oh, we'll talk about that one I before. mean and people are even talking about like Poach it from Survivor. Give us an all winners season of the challenge. Yeah. Give us the yeah. challenge. Challenge Ooh. champions. That's Chal it. 
the challenge goat we can see who yeah. the best winner is or you could do and this was proposed on survivor but they haven't done it you could do champions versus you know first boots or something like that i really like some of the survivor themes like brains bronze beauty i thought that yeah. was like a really cool Sur- split survivors always like trying that. to change it up i mean yeah. we've, I, i've talked it about it a million times the way that survivor did second chances the challenge should do a season oh okay. second chance fan, so fan, fucking good it's just the, so it's the greatest casting idea ever a fan voted season yeah that would be fantastic and, with, and a fan with voted- some with some measure of control by mtv and bmp they can control the ballot they can make sure they get a certain percentage of their people in there but yeah, you have fine. a block yeah where the fans get to vote in these people and really like i said if you want someone like landon on the show he will do it but he needs a proper appearance fee to do it and he has said that he needs to be sure that he's making at least comparable to what he makes at his job now I do not wait till we guys, we're going to start by the way, once survivor 40 comes out, all winners, we will be on that. Okay. Our coverage is going to be fantastic. We will be at Saniac Survivor going to podcast episodes, live recaps for it. The whole shebang. That is February 20th, 2020. Get pumped. Get pumped. Okay. So some questions from the audience right now, Yvette is asking, who do you think is this season's best anti-hero? Well, was Jordan an anti-hero or was he just a hero? <laughs> it's, That's a good question. It's hard to clarify who they, because it's true. A, How can we classify? I would maybe go with like a shit. I don't know. How, how are we going to classify that properly? Cause to, to, to each person is going to have a different opinion on that, but who, hmm. I mean, Leroy, yeah yeah leroy would yeah he was kind of he kind yeah. of he's kind of like what he did with nani his gameplay whatever i would say that autumn is asking did y'all like the fact that they tried their best to make it a photo finish this year <laughs> no editing is so hilarious no i, I was actually no. wondering i was wondering watching it are there people who are there people who watch that and they're like oh my god it's so close like do they not realize that it's that it's not because i mean yeah but that's that's the thing is that actually there are a lot of people who think that obviously those of us who are in the groups we talk about this stuff but there's still within the groups within the people mm-hmm. who are discussing this show all the time you see well i feel like there might be an earthquake you um you see you see people saying like oh no it's, you know it's so close didn't you see on the show yeah well, they didn't show that so obviously it didn't happen and i mean get educated people get you get smart uh this is what I, have you watched survivor game changers yet i know you've been going on your binge have you watched season 34 yet yeah 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 who's in that it was um abby no 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 that no, was no, um, no it was it was like sandra was, no it was like sandra tony it was a returning player season brought back yeah. a bunch of people hold on hold on sandra T- sandra oh. tony no tony, you haven't watched that yet oh my god that was a i was gonna watch 34 but then i clicked 34 and it looked like it had been all people that i'd seen before so i thought i'd watch the season so i didn't watch it okay so i'm not gonna what's, say anything about it but what's, what's the season with um um with the the old asian guy the what's his name ty ty yeah, he's what's... on he's on 32, he's on Cal Rong, but then he comes there back. There we go. He comes back on Game Changers. Okay, Co-Rong. okay. That's that's why I got confused because I saw him, I saw him there in the little uh, thumbnails, and I was like, oh, I've already seen this. Uh, I need to watch that then. Well, I listen, I'm down on that season. Ro- Robert likes it. I know Robert, he likes the winner. 
I want you to watch it because I have my feelings on how that season played out. I'd be interested. Who did you think was going to be my favorite on the season that I was watching? What was it? I can't remember. Oh, you're watching Ghost Island? Yeah, I finished Uh, that. I thought you you would like Dom. (gasps) Oh, interesting. I had a feeling you thought that. Everybody likes Dom. Like, I don't really like Dom because I thought he was kind of an annoying version of, like, he was like a Tony mixed with like a, a a penner like he was trying to be that you know what i mean like he was just yeah, like t- tony's tony's one of a kind i can kind of see the penner did oh my god did have you re- like have you seen what's going on in penner's life have you read like his no. story is he okay his wife has als no way like yeah. like bad like bad it took over her like she's completely lost like all function oh my god that's so sad yeah, i loved is. him i mean he was great yeah. he, he's my he's my mom's favorite because he's the jew they're legitimate like him and his wife are legitimate hollywood people they were nominated for an oscar for best short film uh live oh, action they, why what do they, they do they, they also uh it was like mid 90s some short film i've never seen but they also did a movie that i have seen before called the last supper she directed it it's really no good way yeah, camera last supper yeah camera diaz is in it and and penner's in it too penner is is in the movie i think i know someone who worked on that movie um, but that that's that's a really good movie. But yeah, so he's I he's going to, through a really tough time right now. That's pretty. I'm I'm so sorry for him. But that's insane how much he's accomplished. I mean, I'm I'm yeah. I'm I guess I'm not surprised though. He has a lot of smarts. You could just see, you know, his way. His, the he's way he's such a himself. knowledgeable guy. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. He, wow. He's yeah. He's a fascinating read. Um, but yeah, watch mm-hmm. Game Changers sometime. I will. I've, got, watch I've got a lot of issues with it. Guys, you're all gonna have to get into Survivor because we need our regulars on here every single week. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah, can't we, just. We have- are gonna, we're gonna we're gonna do both like we'll do challenge 35 i'm assuming that based on the timeline it's probably going to overlap with survivor 40 we'll do challenge 35 but it might not be as enthusiastic as our survivor 40 coverage survivor 40 is going to be it's going to be the biggest thing going like you guys it's all winners it's a dream season my girl parv is coming back onto television also hopefully we'll do interviews because i mean i you know i know we've been trying to do interviews for challengers and stuff but you know the truth is guys i actually don't like doing interviews with challengers that much because it's so annoying to one coordinate stuff with them and i find i want more out of my discussions and so you know i think if we can get some survivor people on here to interview them it'll be fantastic there's so much more gameplay we can talk about it's a constantly changing game i mean the challenge there's obviously good questions here and there but on survivor it's like every five seconds something else is happening there's so much content we can cover on these kind of interviews yeah michael Um, is asking when the new mugs are coming out Announcement for merch. The new merch store will be out this week. I absolutely promise. Or sorry, not this week, like this our challenge week. Like from this Wednesday, Wednesday to Wednesday. So once that's out, I'll put the new links out there. I will erase the pinned link that's currently up there for the merch so you guys can get all of that. If you guys have specific merch styles that you're looking for, please send that in. I love requests. I think that they're great. What were you gonna say, Zach? Um, I don't remember at this point. I think I'm I think I'm all right. I think I'm set. Seven deadly th- sins themed final. That would be cool, Greg. That definitely would be cool. That, 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 so that was the, the theme of Inferno 1. Was- if you guys are wondering, Robert dropped in the comment a link to a lot of the old seasons on Google Drive. That's right yes. here in our comment section right now. Jump on that. Educate yourselves. Ooh, and uh, Robert just sent me an entire dream season that he already has all drawn out. So I'll publish that for sure, Robert. We'll get that out there and circulating. So that's going to be a cool fantasy cast. Robert I love fantasy shit. content. Like, yeah, he 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 knows he knows the deal, and and I know that he he like designs things in that same way of, of like re- realistic, you know. Yeah. 
things that could actually happen. Yeah, like I would love for Svetlana to come back, but it's never going to happen. Oh, you know, dreams. You could you could see a doing another season. It's it, you have to look at it like that. Like who's going to mm. do it? I could see that happening. You know who I want to come back, and this is controversial, and who? I really think he could. Kenny. Oh God, Zach, we're gonna get to so many more. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying. Guys, Zach is the only thing that gets in trouble on this podcast. I would just um, like to put that out there. I'm look, like an I angel condone, on the show. <laughs> I don't condone anything that he ever got accused of. But, but it was only an accusation, and we don't exactly. know exactly. We and have very heard incredible people have said it isn't. So we have heard hands-on accounts of what actually happened. What people don't, what people need to learn to separate is mtv reached a settlement on the civil suit that does not mean guilt that is not an assumption of guilt that is them signing away a bad nightmare i'm dying to know how much money they gave to tanya i would love to know the details of that case kenny is young like kenny is young compared to a lot of the people that are on the show he's only like oh yeah he's only like 34 35 he's in the best shape of his life right now incredible shape oh my god he's he's more than just a crossfit warrior he's proven that that he has skills in the past i would really just like this whole mess And, and i think legally i mean they have shown like clips in recent years with him on it so i do think that some of that red tape has been crossed i just i would like to see him back sometime he's one of the best ever I would also like to see him back. I, I I will agree with that purely because I really do like Kenny. I think, being, I, I think he's one show. of the best ever. And guys, this is a fact. Derek wouldn't have any wins if it wasn't for Kenny. Absolutely. Derek would have Derek, no wins if it wasn't for the mob. Derek never None. won a season without Kenny. None. Never. It Kenny was always. Every time. And Marlon, yeah, Greg, Marlon's coming back. I don't know. I know that I'm not the only one in here that watched X on the Peak episode one. Marlon's not watch. I didn't watch it yet. I'll catch up at some point. Marlon looks incredible. He's bringing great confessionals. He's bringing drama already. We almost had a Marlon and Laurel hookup. It looked like no way. Almost. Ooh. I was rooting for it. I was rooting for it. Marlon is coming back. There's no doubt. Be funny to watch Marlon and Laurel dating. Like Marlon to me is just so chill and cool and easygoing. And then you got Laurel, who's like he wasn't chill. He was not chill during his was meltdown he, at the end of, of He had X- a meltdown on X on the Peak? He had a meltdown. Wow. And, things got dramatic over there. Yeah. Yeah. X on the Peak season episode one killed it. You guys got to be watching this. Okay. I'll go watch it. I'll try. Yeah, catch up. Tyrone is asking who's an obscure vet you would like to see back. Uh, I think Kenny's probably the best answer for that. I think Kenny's a great answer. Yeah. So, like someone posted... Um, I think it was Richie. Richie posts a lot on the pages and his topics are pretty good. And he was like, who are five, like who are five guys right now? Like challengers that you think Mm. are in incredible, incredible shape. Who would like the top five guys in great shape who would come on and kill the show. And nobody was saying Kenny. And and that's what I said. I was like, dude, like Marlon and Kenny would just, they would fucking destroy people. Yeah. They Kenny would, would go, Kenny, Kenny would, would come back it. on the show and he would still own shit. I mean, think back to Fresh Me too, you know. The guy was a beast. He was yeah. phenomenal. You can say what you will about, you know, his performance on on Rivals with West throughout the season, but when it comes down to brass tacks, always wanted to use that saying. That's great. <laughs> That's one of my Ken, sayings. Kenny, Kenny, I just can't even take myself seriously saying that. I feel like I need like a cowboy hat. When it comes down to brass tacks, <laughs> Kenny is actually fantastic at, at these kind of challenges. He really gained his stride, even within his first season, 
just making it that far, as far as him and Tina did from where they started, you saw this challenger forming before our eyes. And then when he came back, I mean, he killed it. He kept killing it and killing it and killing it. And he really was a force to be reckoned with a lot more. So like, would you say that Kenny's peak was better than Evan's peak? Cause that's yes. a big debate. Oh yeah. Yeah. Kenny's a ahead lot of, Evan. of people say Evan. Kenny's ahead of Evan. Um, Kenny, ne Kenny never flopped on a season ever. Evan well, flopped on Evan flopped on Rivals One. Kenny well, never flopped. And even in a final. Even in a, even in a final. I mean, but Kenny was bad the entire Rivals season. He didn't he didn't go out though. He didn't go out, but he was like an anchor for West he, throughout the whole thing. I mean, listen, he messed up a couple dailies, but politically he was still the number one guy. Nobody right. was ever like, I guess if you're determining flop by the fact that it also has to result in them leaving, yeah, by then, yeah I would in, agree. Yeah, and your ass going out like Kenny, after after his first two seasons, Kenny Kenny was the guy on mm. every season he was on. His only elimination loss ever was to CT on the duel. Am I correct in that? Or did he lose to Nehemiah? He lost to one of those two. Did he lose to Nehemiah? Wait. Oh, shit. Some, I feel like Greg will know that for sure apparently some tonight's survivor episode was crazy lots of good other stuff in the comments you guys are excited about this I'm this ready. is fantastic listen this island of the idols has been okay it's it's been a pretty solid season i'm excited to watch okay. it i'll wait till you're, it's you're, done you're okay so we lost to nehemiah who is a champ who is a challenge champ nehemiah is cool he needs to come back that's not, that's an obscure vet i would like to come back he's, that's an he's, obscure vet i want to see back listen the challenge is different now than it was back then that's an understatement if you're in your mid-30s if you're in your early 40s you are prime for the cast like that that's the majority <laughs> of where they're casting now it's 30 this to 40 like, this is like on survivor the one that i was just watching kat was saying that she lost to a 26 year old she's like or a 28 year old she's like she's six years older than me i lost <laughs> to a 28 year old i couldn't believe it like she's 28 and she beat me and yeah. i'm sitting here as a 27 year old just thinking to myself like that's hilarious i'm for sure in the best shape of my life that i've ever been in i could just the the irony of when you're young you think these people are so old, but the truth is a lot of these guys are in their best shape in their thirties. Kobe the was killing it in his thirties. Tyrone does not like Island of the Idols. I mean, but yeah, bottom 20. I can see that. I mean, yeah, there's so many seasons. Uh, dude, yeah. When you watch this current season, you're, there's been, <laughs> there's like, there's so many idols that it's resulting in a lot of stupid gameplay. See, that's not cool. Yeah. Pe like people, one, one person went out with, well, I don't want to say it. I don't want to spoil it. Yeah, don't spoil it for me. Okay. Although I watch these seasons very fast. I've been plowing through them. I don't actually finish a lot of the seasons because I just get over it once my faves are all gone. I'm like, fuck, yeah. I don't want to watch any of these people win. And then I'll just switch it. Um, but that's it for tonight, you guys. I think that was a fantastic two-hour recap that I thought was going to be about an hour long. As that's how it goes. As per you. But thank you guys so much for sticking with us through the end. Uh, check us out saniacpodcast.com for all of our amazing challenge content again i want to remind you guys that there's a fantastic article out there from jennifer a rundown of the entire team uk her writing is humorous it is fantastic check out her piece and also check out the controversial but very interesting conspiracy theory fantasy article by jason about bananas is cursed 
So you can check that out. Both of those have been hitting crazy view numbers. Jason's piece is at like 50K unique page views, which is crazy. So fantastic. Thank you guys so much for tuning into that. Saniacpodcast.com. And of course, subscribe to us on iTunes and all the podcast platforms. We don't emphasize that enough, but please do subscribe. It means a lot to us. And obviously leave us a five-star review. We've gotten some great reviews so far. A lot of love for me, not so much for Calhoun. So if you guys want to even that out, feel free to do so. Or you can continue teetering the balances towards my direction. I really don't mind. Uh, of course, Stitcher Premium is our sponsor. Use our code SANIAC for one month off. It's stitcher.com forward slash premium. You can go there and sign up today. It's a great app. Use that, use that, use that. And stay tuned for our Twitter recap. Hannah's hit list will be out hopefully this weekend when she's done hanging out with all the challenge fans in Vegas. So lots of good stuff coming up. And we're going to have a meme recap also for you guys. So stay tuned for that. Follow us, Saniac Podcast all over challenge fans challenge talk all things the challenge we love you guys thank you and my dog just came running in to signify it's time to go for a while let's do it